All right, y'all, welcome to the Scott Horton Show. I'm the director of the Libertarian Institute, editorial director of antiwar.com, author of the book, Fool's Aaron, Time to End the War in Afghanistan, and the brand new Enough Already, Time to End the War on Terrorism. And I've recorded more than 5,500 interviews since 2003, almost all on foreign policy and all available for you at scotthorton.org. You can sign up for the podcast feed there. And the full interview archive is also available at youtube.com slash Scott Horton Show. All right, you guys, introducing Magnus Penvidia. Is that your real name? No, it's not my real name, but that's I uh, I picked that. At, there's like a little bit of background behind the name, but I picked that to hopefully avoid being doxxed. And then I got doxxed like two weeks into being Twitter famous. So that kind of defeated the purpose, but it's stuck by then. So now I'm just running with it. All right. So <laughs> what's your real name? Steve or something? Zach. Zach. All right. Yeah, not, not, not nothing lame like Steve. Come on. <laughs> Steve's an all right name. I don't know. Making up shit. Hey, listen. Um, you're better off because all the Steves I know are dead. Almost all of them. So it's, it's not good to be a friend of mine and name Steve. I've learned that correlation. I'm not sure the causation exactly. I didn't kill anybody, but you know. Anyway, put, put some gypsy cur- curse on your birth for anyone named Steve around you. Very strange thing, man. I don't know. It's like the self-esteem <laughs> prophecy, dude. There's no such thing as coincidence. Listen, <laughs> enough of this garbage. Let me ask you this. What are we doing about the wars? Tell me. Well, good, good thing you asked. Perfect time for you to ask, because in just a couple days, we're going to have a nationwide, and I mean, at this point, there's there's was even an international event march against the constant warfare state all across the world never ending for the last 40 years a lot of people think afghanistan started it but as you you and your audience obviously knows goes way further back than that and kind of trying to regenerate and revitalize a post-partisan anti-war movement that isn't about getting someone elected or just being mad at who's sitting in the chair but actually opposed to the concept of imperialism of regime change and all all the goofy, pointless, and expensive, and blood-soaked actions we take all across the world that don't do anything for us or anyone else. Hell yeah. All right, when, where? What's the dang deal? September 11th, we're going to be in Washington, D.C. That's the main event. It's at John Marshall Park, and we're going to have a bunch of speakers there. We're going to, you know, rah-rah out at that park and get everyone together. And then we are going on a march to Lafayette Park right in front of the White House, we're going to march around, you know, kind of the, the Capitol grounds and end at the White House. And then we're kind of concluding the event there. And then if you can't make it out to D.C., we now have, you know, events almost everywhere in the country. We have uh, Portland, Seattle, Las, uh, Las Vegas, L.A., Sacramento, Scottsdale, uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, three locations in Florida. Uh, we have uh, Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville and Daytona Beach. And then there's one right downtown in New York City. And then, you know, obviously the big one in in D.C. And people are still like trying to organize events other places, too. And if anyone says this is not enough time to put on an event, uh, a woman we contacted, I think last week, uh, she lives in Germany and she's like, okay, I'll go and do something in Berlin. So her and her friends were were marching around Berlin with signs and the damn war signs and stuff like that. And that kind of, you know, brought it international. So, yeah, you know get out and organize something local. If you can't make it out, even one person makes a difference. We can kind of build this. Yeah. Hey, listen, this is a really important moment for a lot of reasons. I mean, obviously 20 years, 
is a hell of a long time to be at war and you have that big round number anniversary thing here too but then you have the end of the war in afghanistan and you got entire massive swaths of millions and maybe tens of millions of people who used to believe in these wars asking themselves what was it all for isis takes over iraq or at least you know for a while and then you know the whole place went to hell it's sure nothing like in the promises and then afghanistan is right back under might as well be mullah omar again as though none of this ever happened after 20 years that's a lot of suffering and a lot of bs in the last 20 years keeping this state of war going in this fashion it seems like it's a really good time to you know put out the right message where people can hear it that like you know there is another explanation for what's been going on around here why it doesn't have to be this way why just like ron paul essentially said back 10 years ago 12 years ago that you don't have to believe in this stuff man you know it's not true so you can get over it. it's fine yeah absolutely and and it's a great moment to remind people that the similar things that we're promising in other places that this this is the inevitable outcome like you can look at afghanistan and that's probably you know might even be the best case scenario for a lot of the other places we're in like somalia like yemen like syria you know all, all these places that we're screwing around with it, you know best case scenario is it's probably going to end up looking like afghanistan but there's no victory there and you should look at what's happening in afghanistan and then turn to your elected leaders and turn to you know people in the military and anyone you can reach out to and be like we we can stop all these other things before we get to 20 years in Libya or 20 years in Syria or any of the other places. We can stop this now and we can you know, maybe handle those better and them not be absolute disasters like Afghanistan. But we're going to have, you know, we're going to have to address the, this thing we unleashed on the world eventually because there is no victory. And even more importantly, you have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris openly proclaiming that they want to expand these kinds of actions into further places in, in Africa and in East Asia and speaking to the Vietnamese about counterterrorism things and you know things we do in the Philippines even it's all over the world that you know this kind of war on terror that we do and they want to expand it even though Afghanistan's ending and a lot of people aren't even aware of that so on top of educating them of like hey you know they actually the war on terror is not over they actually want to expand it further but also that like, hey, we can oppose that. We can stop that now before some country that me and you can't even imagine, you know, five years from now, we somehow get embroiled over there. Because, you know, I, I still talk to the people to this day that I'm like, hey, did you know we bombed Somalia, you know, a couple months ago? And they go, no, I had no idea. And it's like, yeah, we've actually been bombing it for, you know, almost as long as we've been bombing Afghanistan. Yep. So it's like, oh, God. Yeah, when Biden would ever bomb Syria, we go, oh, my God, Biden bombs Syria. Well, I mean, yeah, but he bombs Iraq all the time. He just bombed on the other side of the line once, and that made the headline. It made the headline because he was bombing the Shiites. But he's been bombing, supposedly, what's left to ISIS in western Iraq since the day he took office. Nobody paid any attention to that. Same thing with Somalia. You know, all this is on autopilot, as you say. Um, and, yeah, you know, so tell me this. Um, how excited should we be in terms of like the turnout here? Have you gotten a hold of a lot of great groups? Uh, you just mentioned a really long list of cities where there's going to be protests this weekend. So that's really great to hear. But I wonder like, you know, how big of a thing are you anticipating for DC and what's the name of this park and what's its address again? 
It's a, it's a John Marshall Park. I, I don't know if it has like a dedicated address or just like Google coordinates. I can actually look that up right now because some yeah. parks are literally just like the address is the park. But right. <laughs> let me just double check real here. John Marshall Park, Washington, D.C. Yep, it, it is just John Marshall Park, uh, two L's on Marshall. Doesn't have address, but it is right off of Pennsylvania Avenue, right down down DC on the Capitol grounds. Uh, on the website, we have all of that, so it should be easy to find. And okay, cab driver that, knows where it is. Yeah, or the, Uber. I'm so old fashioned. Your Uber driver. <laughs> well, you, well, you were a cab driver. It makes sense. So, yeah. but uh, but um, just, yeah. In terms of turnout, uh, I expect to be. I'm. I'm trying to have reasonable expectations, but I also am preparing myself to be surprised because every time I talk to someone or one of these groups, I'm thinking like, oh, you know, they'll come out with like one or two people. And then somebody will be like, yeah, I'm bringing 30 people or I'm bringing 10 people. And it's like, oh, this might be, you know, a thing, a real thing, which is important is what we want to get. And we've, you know, increasingly gotten a lot of disparate kind of groups to show up to the dc thing but even you know outside of dc you have crazy things like in arizona the green party and the libertarian party are like co-working on that event and you even have uh local members of the gop and of the local communist party all showing up too so it's awesome. kind of like literally yeah, it's awesome, literally dude. everybody in, in arizona and that then that's great that inspired people in New York and Florida to reach out to like their kind of, you know, whether it be the green party or DSA people or whatever. And, you know, they've had a lot of different success, success with, you know, anyone they can grab there too. So Florida and Arizona are definitely, you know, kind of places to look at and, and Denver as well. They have a really good street team over there. That's just running all over the place. So right, right now it's looking like, you know, we got the ACLU showing up, which is wild. You know, a lot of people, even in the libertarian camp were like, you know, they did something me and you've talked about before where they get all mad about who you invite to a post-partisan event, but they were like, well, you know, why, why are you inviting the ACLU? And it's like, well, I have disagreements with them on a lot of things. And I think, you know, they have goofy opinions on a lot of things and might've even done some harm on a lot of things, but they, you know, this is an anti-war march. If they're if they're against the war, then I would love to have an organization as big as the ACLU represented there. Yeah. And and look, you can always <laughs> you can always turn those criticisms around. Even these horrible people who disagree with us about everything say that we're right about this. So how do you like right. that? Right. Right. That's the same thing that the leftists should be saying about the libertarians and the right wingers. Is look, everybody knows we're anti-war. We're leftists, anti-imperialists. But look. Even these libertarian and Republican capitalists say that we're brilliant geniuses when it comes to this anti-war stuff, right? Go ahead. Right. Go ahead. It. Spin it, it to your own advantage. It's fine. I do think you're brilliant geniuses when it comes to this anti-war stuff. That's cool. I speak for everybody to the right of me too, goddammit. I don't know. Why right. not? Ex exactly. Like some of the accounts I follow are like explicit communists and socialists, but all they talk about is anti-war. And obviously, like you have a massive diverse fan base and you run the Libertarian Institute, even though there's tons of people that I know that are socialists and stuff like that, that directly cite people like you and Danny, even though it's, you know, a quote unquote libertarian organization. And that single issue thing, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on it because it seems to be where we get the most success because everything over the last kind of 10 years almost has been these package deals we're like, oh, we oppose all of these things as this group. And then if you're not part of that group, then we don't want you participating or the other groups don't want to show up or anything like that. 
And instead of that, just going and being like, this is the anti-war event. This is the anti-no-knock raid event. You know, just being very hyper-specific on the issues and right. going down on them. That seems to work with people more. And that seems to attract these like bigger groups. Right. And, and then, then but that takes, as its first premise, it takes this anti-sectarian sentiment where I just refuse to fight about who's on the wrong side of the other issue we're not arguing about today and all that kind of thing. And, you know... Uh, this is how we do it at antiwar.com. I mean, I've been part of antiwar.com since about 2004. And the rule there, you know, Eric Garris's rule is, you know, absolutely anti-sectarian. If you're good on this stuff, we'll run your article, man. Now, there's a point where too many extraneous issues will sink it, right? You bring up too right. much global warming or whatever. If you mention it offhand in a really good article, we might let it slide. But you have a whole paragraph about... We have to end the war so we can fight global warming. Yeah, that'll probably get you ditched. But at the same time, we'll have we'll also ditch something that goes on and on about immigration too, right? But as long as it right. sticks to the point, and I mean either way on that. But as long yeah, as it sticks to the point, we'll run it. As Eric Garris likes to say, we'll run Pat Buchanan and Dan Ellsberg on the same day. Which, you know, those are that's kind of an old fashioned example. How about Caitlin Johnstone and Daniel Larrison? <laughs> you know, right. something a little more contemporary. You know, at the same time, of course, you know, that as long as they're on point, then that's all we care about. And so that should, I agree with you, that should be the same on this and on all the other issues too, you know? Yeah. My and, list and, of and priorities, obviously... I think as a libertarian, I think ought to appeal to every leftist and liberal and progressive and conservative and populist and nationalist in the country. I'm right about everything on, on lockdowns, on imperialism, on, uh, you know, corrupt crony capitalism and on the police state. On federalism, now, you'd be crazy to disagree with me on any of this stuff, you know? Absolutely. And you know, that's like kind of the other, you know, goal that we have with this event and having so many different groups and everything like that is there's so many almost uncountable reasons to be anti-war. But a lot of times, if you only run in kind of like one camp, you might not hear all of these other reasons. Like obviously, you know, being in the libertarian camp, we focus a lot about the economics. We focus a lot about like, you know, sovereign, sovereign rights of countries and, and how it expands the federal government, all, all the libertarian talking points. But then you might sit down with a green and they'll bring up like, oh yeah, it absolutely, you know, the military industrial complex absolutely destroys the entire environment all over the planet all the time. And it, it's, it's right. kind of unconscionable. And you might've never heard that perspective. Right. And that green person might not have heard like the economic argument or, you know, anything like that. And you and might you really learn to... something from that too. Like you could be really right wing and still think that the U S Navy should not just blast every sea mammal to death with its sonar or whatever it is. You don't have to be a commie to be against that kind right. of thing. Exactly. And, and, you know, that's why we've said, like, if you have a grievance against war, any kind of grievance, bring it there. Even even if it's something, you know, so narrow and specific of like, oh, yeah, I'm 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 a researcher for this migratory bo uh, bird in the Gulf, you know, that the U.S. military's operations have screwed with. Cool. Bring that message. Even that's even if that's the only thing you care about, even if that's the only reason you're anti-war. Cool. Maybe, you know, you're like us and you oppose all of the wars, but maybe you're a more like conservative person like or, or someone like Tulsi and you just oppose the regime change, but you think the war on terror is valid. Cool. We can talk about that later. Let's, you know, you know bring all of these different perspectives and these messages together and, and show the hundreds of thousands of reasons and instances and data and personal experiences of why this all has to end. So we can kind of form this, you know, giant, you know, Voltron kind of kind of thing of all the reasons we oppose this and it makes it much harder to deny 
because they can't sell it as, oh, this is a right-wing event just because they hate Joe Biden, or this is a bunch of pinko commies that just don't like America, or any of the other like smears that have hit the anti-war movement over all the years. Mm -hmm. This can just be like, no, this is the American people, all of us across every kind of spectrum, and we're pissed, and we want this to end. All right, but what about, you know, especially in this era and day and age and all those kinds of things, Antifa and Black Bloc and Proud Boys all showing up and fist fighting each other and ruining our cool thing. Yeah, I'm really hoping that there's not counter protesters, but even the name of the event was kind of uh, planned way in advance to be part of this, because if anyone does show up to counter protest or start a fight, the media has to run uh, counter protesters to end the damn wars, you know, so that a little bit of Patriot Act, you know, verbal jujitsu there, but we, we will have uh, security there best we can but at the end of the day if, if a bunch of idiots want to show up and crash it we're just gonna have to do our best to kind of deal with that we do have some plans around it but you know that's just something that comes with having any kind of street protests when we did the jillian assange event like i think like four months ago now there was a random homeless guy that just followed us around screaming you know jillian assange is a traitor go to hell and we kind of just had to ignore him because you know, what do you do you know, it's technically his free speech too, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something we hope doesn't happen, but it's never out of the realms of possibility. Look here, you and I both know that what you need is some libertarian institute things like shirts and sweatshirts and mugs and stickers to put on the back of your truck and to give to your friends too, that say libertarian institute on them so that everyone will know the origins of your oppositional defiant disorder and where they can listen to all the best podcasts. So here's what you do. Go to libertasbella.com. And look at all the great Libertarian Institute stuff they've got going there. Find the ad in the right-hand margin at libertarianinstitute.org. Libertasbella.com. You guys check it out. This is so cool. The great Mike Swanson's new book is finally out. He's been working on this thing for years. And I admit I haven't read it yet. I'm going to get to it as soon as I can. But I know you guys are going to want to beat me to it. It's called Why the Vietnam War? Nuclear Bombs and Nation Building in Southeast Asia. 1945 through 61 and as he explains on the back here all of our popular culture and our retellings and our history and our movies are all about the height of the american war there in say 1964 through 1974 but how do we get there why is this all harry truman's fault find out in why the vietnam war by the great mike swanson available now you know it'd be really cool wouldn't it if you had a bunch of, you know, black blockers and a bunch of proud boys all show up and just be like, well, we all do hate the damn wars and just maybe you guys stand over there and you guys stand over there, but we'll all face the same stage and participate in this thing and maybe not punch each other. Right. Cause, uh, cause like things like that really inspired me because, uh, I'm obviously part of like a broader unity movement across all these things, not just the end of the damn wars thing, but there was a moment in Louisville where you had three percenters, us, the, the Boogaloo people, NFAC and BLM all at the same event for a memorial for Breonna Taylor. And like people thought the three percenters showed up to protest, like, well, to counter protest. And they're like, no, we, we thought this was kind of, you know, unconscionable as well. And so you had this like brief, tiny moment of, of, of unity across all these political lines. And whenever I see that, that, you know, you know, light bulbs start going off in my head of like, hey, maybe this is more possible than we think. Maybe we could actually have a moment where you have proud boys and, you know, black block type people chill for just a second and kind of have a, a Crips and Bloods lay down their arms, have a picnic kind of 
you know, news headline. And maybe we can build something off of that. And that's kind of like my broader dream and goal with, with so many things. Yeah. And now is everybody supposed to bring their AR-15 to this thing? No. Oh, my God. Yeah, I've made it very explicitly clear that <laughs> not, not only is it a peaceful protest that doesn't have anything to do with, like, the Second Amendment or, like, anything like that, but also this is Washington, D.C., and also this is Washington, D.C. after January 6th. Like, please take it very seriously. Don't even... Don't even joke about like, oh, yo, I could scale that building or anything like that. No, don't even, it's not, not now, not this time and place in history, not at where we're going to be at, you know, be very diligent and respectful of the fact that you are in the heart of the monster and the monster is very mad and paranoid right now and just be chill. Please, well, everybody. And, and to be specific, <laughs> uh, when you say this is DC, you mean it's against the law to open carry firearms there. Yeah. Oh, and, and I mean, even further beyond that, knives, um, certain kinds of like, they, they get really picky about certain kinds of uh, sticks or anything to hold up signs if they could be used as a weapon. Like they're extraordinarily paranoid there to where even if you might show up and be like, oh, I didn't have a little piece of plywood for my sign. So I'll just tape it to like this metal pole. DC police might be might get on you for that. So just be aware of kind of, you know, where you're where you're at. All right. Well, so um, I guess give us again all the lowdown on the information of when and where this is taking place and also how people can contact you or who to follow on Twitter and where else they can learn all about this and help participate and help turn other people onto it and all those other things. Yeah. So like I said, uh, Washington, D.C. at noon, we're getting at John Marshall Park and then we're going to march after the speakers, however long the speakers take, because we have a lot of people that they're doing the cool kid thing where they don't want to say that they're speaking before they show up, but we, there are going to be more speakers than we've announced. They're just, you know, Twitter politics and all that aside. And that's DC. And then almost all the other events are taking place at noon as well. There might be a few examples otherwise, but they're all on endthedamnwars.com. So if you have any questions, you can look it up there. And that's Portland, Seattle, LA, uh, Sacramento, Las Vegas, Scottsdale, Arizona, New York, New York, Fort Lauderdale, Jacksonville, and Daytona Beach. That's all the events so far. And sorry, Denver, missed one. And uh, a lot of those organizers are online. We have a Discord as well. If you what want about to contact Austin, man? I, I literally hit up everyone I know in Texas. And I'm like, hey, you guys want to do something? And they're either doing a Libertarian Party event or they're like, veterans that are going to some kind of like VA memorial or something like that, which that, that's fine. I'm not you know? plugged in at all to the anti-war <laughs> movement in Austin, but there is one. I mean, there are anti-war groups that have turned people out for, and you should have seen the uh, Iraq war protests at the start there, but I mean, apparently there was like, there was like thousands of people out for when we drone striked uh, Salamini, but I've reached out to like everyone I know in the area and all of them are like, I can't, or I'm busy or I'm doing something else. And it's like, okay. And I mean, yeah. You know what? Texas I kind of just expect people to show up at city hall down there. I mean, I'm almost certain that somebody will. And that's the know? thing is like, if, you know, obviously I'll, I'll go into how you can organize your own event, but even if there is an event organized going on and you don't want to step up as an organizer, just get some buddies and go out to your city hall yeah. with some signs and talk to some people. Or yeah. The Texas state Capitol there, the South side of the Capitol is a good place too. Of course, you know, always on the Absolutely. outside of the gate, you don't need permission or anything like that. Absolutely. And then, um, like I said, we have a discord. You can find me at Panvidia Magnus, just my name backwards, or you can email me at a uh, Magnus pan at protonmail.com. 
and I'll get you in the discord. And we bring people in there that are interested in organizing their own event. And we give them all the graphics, we give them tips, you know, we might give them like contact information to different groups and areas and kind of get them set up. And even 24 hours before the event, you'd be surprised kind of what you can throw together if you just talk to the right person. Right. So if you want to organize it, that's how you can do that. And then obviously we have the end the damn wars, Twitter, you can find us on there. You could just message us through that and we'll help you out. Any questions, anything, anybody needs. And, you know, we just hope people show up. We hope it's a thing. You know, uh, I keep joking that if it ends up being an event, like uh, the first motorhead concert where it's me, Scott Horton and, and a guy and a dog, I'll, I'll be pretty sad, but it's not looking like it's going to happen, but you, you never know. Don't, don't, Assume that it's not going to be a thing and miss out. Be the person that shows up first and shows up early and makes it a big thing. And, and especially if you have a message or a personal story, uh, I always talk about my buddy, Andrew. Uh, he's really important to me because he worked as a private military contractor for 10 years. And that's like a whole nother angle of the warfare state that a lot of people don't hear. So maybe, you know, maybe you worked with, you know, stateside training military dogs and you have a different story like there's obviously so many angles i couldn't even think of all if you have a story bring it out there and you know you might even end up on stage to be able to tell it so show up please cool um well you know i have a few friends in dc I'm not so sure whether they're the protesting types but i'll call them and see whether i can you know turn out a handful of people uh to come myself and then hopefully some listeners will come up in the northeast all the states are so small, they're the size of Texas counties, man. So you can drive a couple of states away, take one of them uh, socialist Amtrak trains or whatever kind of thing and get to D.C. from wherever you are pretty easily up there. So I was saying, like, yeah, between go. between Denver and the East Coast, there is a giant gap. I mean, like, where are my Missouri people, my Iowa people, my Kentucky people, yeah, Alabama, Nebraska. all those places. Yeah. yeah. Like there's tons of places. Then, like you said, you get North of New York city, all those States, nothing's going on there. I would, you know, I tried to reach out to the free state project people, but I couldn't get a hold of anybody. So put on an event, please. Uh, we tried to do Michigan and Michigan kind of exploded because of internal LP drama and a bunch of nonsense that I just don't care about, but you know, and uh, the Michigan green party not being fans of ours. So unfortunately there's probably not going to be anything in Michigan, but any of these other States, like please people step up Chicago, North Dakota, Minneapolis. I mean, there's massive activist networks and people are capable of doing things. So yeah. if you need help, hit us up and make something happen. And look, you know, I don't know, man. I like being realistic about things. And, um, you know, I'm not, um, I don't, I don't think that a protest like this is some kind of magical cure or anything like that, but I do think it can be very useful, at least, you know, on the margin for helping kind of set the narrative in the country that, well, things have changed from this outlook to that outlook. People who used to believe in the war don't believe it anymore. People who never did, they were right all along. And here we are now, what the hell are we doing when... Even the New York Times admitted that the Taliban surrendered and we didn't have to have this war at all, at all. Not even Afghanistan, much less Iraq and the rest of this entire Middle Eastern mess for 20 years. It just didn't have to be this way. And if it never did, then it doesn't right now. We really could change it. And overall, Ron Paul is right about this for sure, that ultimately the people get the government that they want, even in the Soviet Union. When they decided to stop cooperating, the whole damn thing just fell apart. And as simple as that, in the United States of America, we ought to be able to end these wars. 
And I know public opinion is not what counts on most everything. But you can't have a war if the people don't support it at all. You know? And so events like this, if they can be done right, big enough, and widespread enough, as you're describing here, and we can get some real attention on this, I think can really, you know, be important and really help get the point across to people who don't get it yet that we really could call this off and and just not have a world empire at all, certainly not have Middle Eastern wars at all. Absolutely. And I also hope that it it kind of, you know, is able to be used as a galvanizing tool for other groups, because obviously, like, we're just, we're random, you know, nobody activists, you know, that that's kind of who we are. But if this is big enough, and if this is successful enough, then even if like the DSA people didn't don't want to show up to a, to a you know an event with a bunch of stinky libertarians, then they could at least go to you know Ilan Omar and be like, hey, you you talk about bombing in Somalia all the time. The libertarians got you know three thousand people out in D.C. Why can't the DSA people get involved? And maybe someone like Thomas Massey could go in the GOP and be like, hey, look at look at all these guys. They did this event. Maybe we can do something bigger. So even if our event isn't this huge shut the country down kind of thing, it can inspire other people to, you know, even if it is a little bit, you know, cynical to be like, hey, you know, there's obviously a large group of of post-partisan popular support against this issue. Maybe this is something I should get involved in. Maybe it's something my organization should do our own thing. If they don't want to show up and hang out with us, then I would still consider it a victory if two months later an event 20 times as big run by these bigger organizations dwarfs ours and makes us look irrelevant. That's still a victory to me because that started to get things moving. And we really are at a point in history, like you said in the beginning, where we need to start getting things moving because I don't want to sit here five years from now on your show again, lamenting that we finally completely pulled out of Syria and the entire country fell apart, or we you know, stopped bombing in Somalia and the government fell there and Boko Haram took over or any of these other idiotic ventures we do and we can just stop this now it'd be great <laughs> yeah well and it is a turning point too i mean it's kind of a big wrinkle in the thing that you have wrinkly old joe biden the old standby from a generation ago in the place there but at the same time the bush and obama eras are good and all the way over now and uh you know with trump as kind of the cap on that and then the calendar's just changed it's the 20s now. You know, those two decades are just over and gone. And so the possibility there is for people's mindset to change too. That absolutely, they can absolutely. Leave those things in the past, you know? And absolutely. And I mean, you know, to leaving things in the past, I also think it's important to point out to a lot of people that a lot of the the people in the government and people in the military and people in the media that lied us into these wars and made these mistakes a lot more of them are still around than people think. And a lot more of them still are accepted in polite society more than people think. And, you know, I I do find it very humbling and and it really makes me happy to see when one of these old neocons comes crawling out of the woodwork to give a statement on CNN and their replies are, are full of calling them out for the warmongers they are. But I do think, you know, the fact that none of these people ever were culturally, let alone anything legally, because that's probably never going to happen, but culturally kind of held the task for their participations in these things, they're still around. And, you know, a lot of them still are in policy positions. Some of them get elected to, you know, the presidential cabinet, God forbid, and, and pointing out their connection to this and being like, hey, you know, these are the people that got us here. Don't trust them in the future because they are eventually going to come around and try to sell you something new and, and they're not to be trusted. Yep. 
All right, man. Well, you got that right. Um, all right. One more time, quick. All the best contact information so people can make sure to be there or set up their own with y'all's help as quickly as possible here. Yeah, so uh, endthedamnwars.org, that's the main website that has an RSVP feature on it. So if you're going to the DC event, please you know sign up for that so we can get a bigger, better idea of how many people are showing up. And then that has a news page that has updated articles of just from anti-war people like yourself and antiwar.com and everything. And then it has a list of all the local events on there that we're constantly updating. And it also finally has a, uh, contact information there that goes directly to the email. So that's one way to get a hold of us. There's end the damn wars on Twitter, just at end the damn wars. Uh, we respond to all the messages and everything there. That's where we post a lot of the updates. If you want to get a hold of me personally, I'm a Panvidia Magnus on Twitter. You can reach me there. And then I run a YouTube show called Unity or Death on you know, YouTube. And probably we'll do an event, just a couple we'll, uh, show a couple days before that, kind of hyping everything up. But otherwise, that's, that's everywhere you can reach us at. And, you know, up, you can reach out to the Arizona LP. You can reach out to the Arizona Green Party. Or, you know, any of the, like, your local groups that are doing something. Or maybe you reach out to them and they, they aren't doing something and might, they might get interested in getting involved. So that's something you should do in general of if you're listening to this right now, it doesn't take anything but 30 seconds to go on Twitter and find all of your local organizations in your state or even your town and just Put a message under one of their tweets or something being like hey there's this thing going on september 11th are you interested because you never know who you might be able to snag that's the whole reason the aclu is speaking is because i did that and you know people always ask me like how did you random twitter idiot pull this off and i just asked and here we are so don't underestimate the ability of just you know approaching people and yeah yeah man great uh absolutely agree with that all right thank you so much for your time zach uh, I'll see you on Saturday, man. Oh, wait, what time am I supposed to be there? Uh, probably get there at noon, but, uh, yeah, we have to put out, we have to put together an itinerary now that we're finally finalizing all the speakers are going to be there. So if you don't want to show up right when it starts, then we can give you like a more exact time. Yeah, sure. Huh, sounds cool. like maybe I'll be able to hang out with a couple of buddies in the morning. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks Hell so much yeah. for having me on. Uh, thanks so much for coming to speak. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, for anyone that's listening, Scott is the real one because when we announced this, he was immediately like, hey, I'll do it. No questions asked where so many other people had to be like proven that it was popular or proven they could get something out of it or, or begged to show up to where Scott was just like, I'll do it. So massive respect to you, my man and antiwar.com and everybody. Well, really I'll try to jot it. down a couple of things to say. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, look forward to it, buddy. See you then. Look forward to it. Have a good one. The Scott Horton Show, Anti-War Radio, can be heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, APSRadio.com, Antiwar.com, ScottHorton.org, and LibertarianInstitute.org.